1: Like the heating, air conditioning, and plumbing systems in our homes and offices. Most of the time, we don't pay attention to it because it works right. But when it doesn't, we want it fixed immediately. In terms of full disclosure, my guest today, Stephen Price, is my IT go to guy. It took me months to get him to agree to be my guest. He has, without a doubt, saved my butt when I hit an emergency over the past almost 10 years. So what's coming up new with IT? What are some things that you should avoid? Steven's got some phenomenal stories that he will share with you. And so you can see he's as much of a genius as I think he is. Genius, or Stephen. welcome to Contractor Sense.
0: Hi, Ruth, thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: my pleasure. So, you yeah, know, when we looked at the IT world, I mean, you came into my office and it was an absolute disaster area. Um, and you fix it, and yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the interesting piece about IT, right? It um, you develop something, you have a great plan, gets executed, and just like you said in your opening, it it gets forgotten about, right? And generally, the uh, the the maintenance might get started on it. Then you you kind of let that go to the wayside because it just doesn't break that often. Um, and then a couple of years go by and you have some turnover possibly, or the guides get forgotten about and the maintenance schedules get forgotten about. And um, and it's a, it's a little messier than, than, uh, than what you'd like it to be, you know? And with IT, it's, it's changing. It's changing so much that the bulky servers aren't in the closet anymore. And, uh, and cu- I think customers are, are sometimes a bit, shy about getting rid of old faithful, <laughs> right? That has been working. Yeah. Um, but the problem is um, they're normalizing risk, yeah. right?
1: Yeah.
0: You, you have a, a server that's been working for, for eight years, arguably, six years, when the meantime between failure on it was five years for the drives or six years for the power supply. And, you know, from an IT standpoint, it's it's fascinating looking at what HVAC uh, companies can do with their maintenance agreements and what they can do with maintenance because uh, IT guys are always in awe because they know, man, computers need maintenance once a month yeah. to really uh, uh, stay rocking and rolling with all of the updates because everything that's coming out. And um, and you know HVAC, you know their their time frame for maintenance I think is a is a little longer. So
1: yeah, it's just twice a year.
0: That's all. <laughs> one and, and one
1: plumbing a year. That's fine. There <laughs> you
0: go. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, but yeah. The thing I think that people are don't realize is maintenance can be done when you're not around. You know, yeah. like you log into my systems at what midnight or whatever mm-hmm. the schedule is set for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's done automatically. My backups are done automatically. Yeah. You know, when I yeah. get the really weird emails, I send it to you and go, is this <laughs> real? And you go, no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, so you, you've got a couple of different areas too. So you have the, the, the maintenance of the software of the computers and the maintenance of the operating system, all of that could be done after hours could be done remote uh we just did a uh, an email migration this past weekend um where we gave the customer the option do you want uh to be interrupted migrating your email to the cloud um and and interrupted with this migration or would you like us to do it over the weekend for you and you can walk in the door monday morning and and your your emails are there they're in the cloud and 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 you know your employees are ready to rock and roll and of course they they chose you know <laughs> doing it over the weekend out you know and not interrupting work so that, that was an easy, easy choice. But, but there's also, um, as companies were larger, there's also equipment that needs to be maintained, right? And the firmware should be pushed on the equipment, networking equipment specifically. And so, um, again, it's, you know, a lot of these, a lot of companies who are small, they're just not there yet. That's okay. Um, but as, as they're growing and they start to hit those growing pains and they start to bring in newer technology, um, that newer technology, um, generally, if it's connected, if it's connected to the internet in some way, uh, generally is you want to have someone pushing the the updates to it, the firmware updates to it, you know. Yeah. So All
1: right. I, I need you to explain mean time between failures to everybody so that they have if <laughs> they have a six-year or an eight-year-old server, yeah. they living on borrowed time. So explain mean time between failure.
0: Yeah. So so if um if a hardware If a hard drive manufacturer comes out um, and they've they've produced all of these hard drives, they have run tests in their labs to determine the average lifespan of that hard drive. Okay, and so that that average span um, of of the lifetime of the hard drive is what they're basically labeling the mean time between failure. So, a um, a hard drive manufacturer like Western Digital. Uh, for example, will come out and say, all right, these hard drives, we know on average, they're going to be lasting around seven years. <laughs> and beyond that seven-year mark is really your borrowed time. Um, or uh, now some manufacturers are even coming out and warrantying for for five years and say, well, if it if it dies, which it shouldn't, uh, we'll replace it within that five-year uh, timeframe. But, uh, but Generally speaking, what we're talking about is the it was the average expected lifetime of a piece of equipment. Uh, and, and it's it's not unlimited. Um, oh, they, come on. <laughs> and they, they don't make them like they used to. That phrase is absolutely true in computers and in, uh, in power supplies and in hard drives. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, uh, you
1: know, it's, it's true because you think of it as a water heater. A water heater yeah. has a defined life manufacturers expect life expectancy is, and you say that for heating and air, it's the same thing for computers. We're not talking about something we should not be familiar with.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And and I would I would also say that similarly to the discontinuation of the, uh, what is it? The coolant, the, the, the Freon? Refrigerant, lake, yeah. Refrigerant, yep. Um, you have the same thing with operating systems, right? There's a sunset, there's a discontinuation of support for these operating systems that are out there, and so if you're in the um, if you're in certain fields, there's obviously certain regulations that that are forcing you to migrate off those operating systems. But I have to tell you, it's it's also an expertise. You know, just like there's an expertise that leaves the field um, um, with with maybe older pieces of, uh, of of electronics or older pieces of HVAC systems or thermostat control systems. There's also expertise that's leaving the field of computer systems. So that eight-year-old computer or server that's sitting in the closet that, that you know, when it was uh, per, just pushed off the assembly line, everyone knew how it worked. Eight years have gone by or 10 years or whatever it might be. And people just don't know how the, the particular uh, piece of equipment are working or possibly even the software is working. There's a lot of times where customers bring us into software that's it's proprietary. The and trying to utilize it and work with it is difficult because it it was just built for that customer. And so um the customer wants to stay on that software because they know it, they love it, and it works really well for them. But the problem is that they uh no one no one knows how to support it, right?
1: Yeah. yeah that's tough. Absolutely. It is.
0: It is. So so the the idea is to try to push customer generally speaking you, you you try to work with the customer and, and figure out what their what their expectation is but if their if their software is no longer supported most of the time the manufacturer who created the software is that a business uh generally what what you're what you're doing is 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 trying to look for an alternative software that, that someone's going to support that you can migrate them to yeah. so we've been lucky enough to try to, to try to head those off in the past and, and try to figure that out especially if we can do it before the software crashes, before yeah. the customer, I mean, it's the same thing in HVAC, you want to have proactive, right? You want to be proactive um, and you don't want to wait until it, it fails. And that's what everyone should be looking at is, what is it that I have that I can, that, that I, I know is on the edge? I know that if it fails, I'm not going to be able to get uh, support for this. So how, how do I get off of that, right?
1: Yeah, well, you you forget one other very important question they have to ask. Yes. How much revenue am I going to lose? How much wasted time am I going to have in the office? How many non-billable hours (laughs) am I going to have? Does this sound familiar, Stephen?
0: All the time. All the time. It's quantifying that, right? Being able to talk to the business owner and quantifying and saying, "How, how many hours could you, I mean, how much would it cost you if you were down your entire computer system? Six eight hours, maybe two days, because you 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 know we haven't because we haven't upgraded right, or because we haven't brought in hardware that's going to be more reliable than what you have, um, and that's that that would also lead me into saying, making sure that that customers have a a proper backup plan.
1: Ah, that's what I want to cover after break. Hold yeah. that thought. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And Stephen before we take a break where can people reach out to you and get a hold of you if they want to?
0: Uh, they can find all of our contact infos on our website and that is uh, pricetell.com p r i c e t e l with one l dot .com.
1: Terrific. We will be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Were you thrown into management? You know, you're doing your day-to-day job and you crave more. You want to become a manager or even own your own business. All of a sudden you're thrown into management and whoa, not what you expected. Where's your lifeline? You're now responsible for making sure others get their work done, dealing with customer complaints, budgets, keeping your boss happy, and getting stressed out trying to do it all. You long for the days when all you had to do was your job. You get frustrated because people just don't follow the rules like you did. How do you make them comply? and what if they quit you know how to do the work but do you know how to manage the work where do you get the skills you need to be a great manager to run a profitable department to actually enjoy work again my seven-month online coaching program leadership skills for smart managers as mike shelley a plumber who was promoted to plumbing manager said i've grown a lot i am no longer brand new this class helped me thicken my skin exponentially I am finally seeing the forest through the trees, at least a little. I am definitely more confident than I was seven months ago. You can experience this and more. The next Leadership for Smart Managers class starts November 1st. Go to www.hvacchannel.tv or call us at 770 729 8000 to reserve your spot today. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm talking with Stephen Price, who is. I don't know what your title is these days. Founder, owner, um, chief cook and bottle washer for (laughs) Pricetel.
0: All of the above.
1: All of the above. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, so we started talking about backups before the break. And let's talk about backups and how critical they are and making sure that they're there and everything along those lines.
0: Yeah. So, what I'd like to do is first distinguish what a backup is versus what archival is. Okay. okay. So uh, backup is something that 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 is pretty well ongoing that that you're able to retrieve from pretty easily. Okay. Um, and archiving is something that is um, done not as often as daily or hourly, but maybe weekly or monthly. Uh, that takes a little. Uh, a little more time to get to right. Um, generally, something that you've archived is stored offsite, uh, physically, uh, whether it's a, a, an external hard drive or a USB stick, and that that could be stored in some sort of uh, bank lockbox or something, right? Where where it is a a, a very very large backup, um, but it's meant to be stored offsite in case something happens to physically where your where your business is located, right? Whether you know. Heaven forbid, some sort of fire, flood, or uh, lightning strike, something like that. Um, Backup is something that, uh, and having backups, um, it's, it amazes me still to this day with how uh, relatively inexpensive the backup service providers are to this day, right? And right now, um, that, that, that we still have a lot of customers who don't, or who, when we, when we brought them on board, weren't using a backup system. And again, I, we talked about that, that normalizing risk piece there, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have the eight-year-old behemoth in the corner with quite literally no copy of, of your entire database, your entire customer database uh, and, and financial records and history could be on that behemoth. Um, and, and, it, and, and we're talking about minimal costs just, yeah. to, just to pull the data off of it and make a copy of it. right? So um, it's from a from a from a standpoint of what what customers should be looking at, what what contractors should be looking in the mirror, and 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 saying, okay, what what do I need? Uh, the the backup is that's it's it it's everything, right? Um, because when we say you know how how much downtime can you afford? Well, when you when you when you go down to a path where you don't have a backup, oh my gosh. It's uh-huh. not just how much downtime can you afford? It then becomes, how much does the data recovery cost? Can you even re- afford to recover the data? The last data recovery we did for a hard drive, um, which we have it sent off to a lab, uh, was around 4,000 just for one drive. And that was off of a standard base PC. But the data was so important. And that's that's what we were called in for. Um, so, I mean, you're, you know, <laughs> you're not you're you're talking about the the amount of time the days of downtime that that you don't have and then the, the 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 cost for the service to retrieve that data so all for very very comparative what the trade-off was for what what they could have been spending um to to, to back it up on a on a, on a daily or hourly basis so yeah. you know it's
1: yeah the other thing that i don't think people realize is that your emails are only kept for what two years now if it's Microsoft,
0: yeah, it depends on the on the um on the policy uh-huh. but but it is it's it's very interesting uh what what the policies are determined by what Microsoft has in place and then what your admin will put in mm-hmm. so um you have got to look at that at the archiving Microsoft wants to sell you archiving too by of the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? So there's the upcharge there. Um but there's also other types of archiving you can do and, and that sort of jazz but but yeah, you you need to uh you, ha- you really should be looking at at what the what the archiving policy looks like. Uh like I said this past week and we had a we had an update or we we did a um we did a cutover and the customer had had emails from 2015 no no backups. Um and you're talking about a 20 uh, t- one one email box was twelve gigs, another email box was twenty gigs worth of email, wow. not a single backup, yeah, not a single backup so um certainly again, you know there there there's there's that normalizing risk piece there so
1: yeah and the other uh, the other thing that they have to be I would think that most people need to pay attention to is if you've got a laptop and a desktop yeah which which yeah. is my thing yeah. So, and I'll tell everybody the story. I got the the blue screen of death, as my husband used to call it, <laughs> and you know, loading something. And so I said, okay, I have to back up my computer. And Stephen got it to got it back. I mean, it literally. I just shut it off and turned it on, and it went away. But you fixed it, whatever it was. But I literally went out and got two thumb drives and took everything off that computer, and it's now in my safe.
0: Yeah, you know the you know what what the what a great takeaway from that story is too. When, when something is going wrong on a computer, right? It's best not to ignore it, right? It's the same, when, when something goes wrong, when you get a blue screen of death or or when the programs start to launch slowly and you notice that it takes a little longer and a little longer to turn on each day or you come in and it's frozen, there's something going on there, right? And so it's, it's better just instead of ignoring it or instead of saying, ah, it might just go away, you know? If you start to see these things repeating themselves that's it's a symptom. and the, most of the time, the symptom is hardware is beginning to fail, right? And as we talked about the meantime between failure, you know some pieces you get lucky on, some pieces you don't. Yeah. so it it's 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 very wise to to pay attention to it and then and then you know obviously consult your your i t expert and say, hey, what what do we recommend here? You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I said to you, do I need a new laptop? Because I was, you know, prepared to go out that day because I was leaving town like two days <laughs> later. <laughs> and so, but no, it hasn't happened since. But I have an entire backup of my entire computer, which I know you back up too, but now it's in my yeah. my safe.
0: Yep. There's so. your and that's your archive, right? Yeah. There's your there's your long-term backup. Yeah. So oh, cool. <laughs> Very good.
1: Any final thoughts for everybody?
0: Yeah. I would say that, um, there's a, there's a real good quote out there, right. And the quote is, uh, those who don't like change are going to are going to like irrelevance a lot less. (laughs) And, and it's, it's the truth because with new computers bring faster speeds and bring new systems and new ways to interact and reach your customers. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I would not be, uh, I wouldn't be fearful. I would, I would try to embrace the, uh, uh what's available because the longer you wait the ma- that much more difficult it's going to be for an IT vendor to come in and try to relearn uh what is being um what is what is being antiquated every day right so yep. it's harder and harder to recover and harder and harder to learn so
1: very good so www.pricetel.com p r i c e t e l.com right you got us all right, Stephen, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Anytime. Look forward to it. Thank you.
1: And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a follow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.